Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, no calls this week, although the lines are still open and we do check. I think people just like social media and email more these days. It's okay. We still love you. Anywho, first one comes in via social media. What are your Halloween costume plans this year? From at Wizard Beats with three, aka producer Chris on Twitter. Thanks, producer Chris. Uh, I'm My costume has changed many, many times. Over the years, I think probably starting three or four years ago, I told my kids that they could pick what my costume was on a yearly basis mm-hmm. because otherwise it's just a co- like, it's fine. Like I'm more than happy to participate. I love Halloween. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a massive setup in like Lowe's right now with like eight foot tall skeletons and like all this stuff I post on social media that I'd love to get. Kids are still a little young for it in the neighborhood kids. We don't want to terrify them too much. Um, and Costco has Christmas decorations already, so I'm upset at them. <laughs> and I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Costumes. Costume. Uh, basically, starting in November, non-November 1st, my daughter starts telling us what call- Halloween costumes we're going to have for the next year. And oh. it changes on almost a weekly basis. For the longest time, we were going to be, I think I was going to be Michael Myers. My wife was going to be, I think, Ghostface. My daughter was going to be Samara from The Ring, and my son was going to be Billy the Clown from uh, Jigsaw. And I think that's changed many, many times. But the last time I was told that's what we were going to be, it will change several more times before Halloween. Well, you got to be sure. Is there a specific ghost face are you gonna go for like the matthew lillard scream five Mm. five second clip with the flamethrower ghost face aged ghost face wow (laughs) going deep cuts uh i don't think in my neighborhood the deep cuts would really land the mask is still the same it's just metallic that's true uh i would probably just go with whatever spirit halloween selling if they if they start getting really deep and start showing like a ghost face by the season then yeah yeah, then my decision gets a little bit more difficult but for now it's usually just oh spirit halloween's open let's go buy stuff yeah how about you megan 
I am really bad at Halloween mm-hmm. costumes. So I don't know. I don't really plan because it's that's the least on my mind. I yeah. want I want the snacks. Invite me to your Halloween party <laughs> so I can have themed snacks and, and play with the animatronics and watch horror movies. And I I don't really think about costumes very much. So probably whatever is going to be low maintenance. Um, I could pretend like aspirations that are never going to come to pass, you know, like one day maybe I'll be uh, ready or not. Grace. Yeah. You know, with the oh, bride, maybe. I don't care if it's out of season um, <laughs> because, you know, the movie that was probably like the costume in vogue when that came out so i don't know something i just like just toss blood on me and call it a day that that's that's the extent of my costume just go outside planet. wearing fur someone will do it to you yeah i i wish i was better at the costuming i am not so yeah zeta you um kind of the same except it's like i i do i have all these great ideas and then yeah. next thing i know it's august and then i get overwhelmed and scared and my armpits sweaty so it's just like <laughs> uh, you know and so i just i run to the nearest spirit halloween and everybody's in there shopping and and i run yeah. out of there but i end up buying stuff that you know for like my house i can't well, I buy I, stuff for my cat you know yeah yes see yeah there you go. But, like that's what yeah, happens I don't, I don't know it's like it's and then even some of the costumes that I do have, because there's a lot of um, costumes that I have in storage where it's just like, I just thought it was cute. Yeah. So I just want to wear it for fun times. But kind of like what Megan said, again, just you might as well just buy a gallon of blood. Everybody should have that in their home, like in their home. Yeah. And just splash that on yourself and be a zombie. Yeah. Or just be Carrie. There you go. Or something. Or yeah. just like, you know, get a, a I'm Knuff hoodie from Spirit and covered in blood. It's like, I'm yeah. dead Ken this year i don't know i, love it. <laughs> I will idea. trust you on that one i have not seen barbie not because i'm taking a stand just didn't <laughs> i just throw that out there because i have a strong hunch that the costumes i'm going to see most of yeah. this year is from yeah. barbie and likely from wednesday yeah. a lot of oppenheimer a lot of 1940s oh, totally yeah group. so many oppenheimer <laughs> i tell you what i'm gonna buy like a full-size candy bar if some child comes to my door this year as oppenheimer you get the halloween prize because that is <laughs> that is some that's that's impressive and a true horror movie <laughs> yeah. all right second question also comes via social media from instagram at hillary c83 I love falling asleep to scary movies. What are some quieter horror movies that could lull you to sleep? Mm, let's start with you, Zena. Well, I don't know about quiet, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I do. We talked about this before. Night of the Demons, the first one, the second one. Those two are my favorite. There's just something about them. I can go to sleep to them. But yeah. also, I'm going to throw in there, Girl School Screamers. That one is just such a vibe. It has great music. So it's just always a good time. And then also, too, Salem's Lot. Because it can be very chatty, so that could be helpful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Megan. Uh, I think the obvious is probably like Ty West, like the innkeepers in the Mm -hmm. House of the Devil. Some very soothing atmosphere that 
that doesn't get to the horror until a lot later. So I don't know if that's quiet enough. I and then you I'm get like a rock and guitar riff in there. Yeah, being <laughs> a little little guitar twang, some some conversations over the piano. Yeah, I'm like Zena. I watch I watch comfort watches type stuff like that I've seen a million times that I won't mind drifting off to sleep. Because even if it's a quiet movie, if I haven't seen it, I'm probably yes. going to be watching and staying up to be like, what happens next? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if you want actual quiet, I feel like early Thai West stuff is great. Um, otherwise, comfort watches. Usually my go-to is like black and white stuff, actually. Yeah. Like nice. if you go like the original um like House on Haunted Hill. Really mm-hmm. anything with um Vincent Price. I mean, mm-hmm. his voice alone is just gonna kinda help lull you at least True. a little bit. Um or Birdemic. <laughs> For demo could put me to sleep pretty fast. <laughs> All right, then. Speaking of putting people to sleep, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast. Everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. End up is discuss the disgusting. You know her as Lee Movie Critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello? You know... <laughs> Hello? Hello? Do we put people to sleep? I hope not. Well, hey, I, I mean, I'm... I'm saying that as a person who for many, many years has been told that them listening to my voice puts them to sleep and I've learned to take it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, at first I was like, uh, uh, thank you. And now I'm like, Hey, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. That means you just got to bust out the mobster voice for one of your stories. Oh <laughs> yeah. That, people off. That's what they've been clamoring for. That's <laughs> I watched. now see the ghost came up the no- alleyway <laughs> just a me- just a mess with listeners just once in a while just to make their eyes pop open wait what <laughs> what they're yeah. checking the channel and you know her from youtube channel and website real queen of horror and her infinite love for the genre and the head of bloody disgusting's tiktok xena dixon hey xena that's me hello hello i'm john if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe it'll be things that'll make you smile too. So Megan, what's been filling your heart this week? Uh, a movie that I've, I'm very curious for your take on, John. Um, Popcorn Brights was in Miami and virtually uh, over the last week or so. So one of the last things that I caught was Frogman. It is a found footage cryptid movie. Mm. Uh, Three friends, they're about to go their separate ways in life and decide to come together one last time to attempt to capture the um, legendary Frogman's existence on camera as part Mm. of their project there um, in Loveland, Ohio. But obviously, being that it's found footage horror, when they get too close, they'll be lucky if they make it out alive. It is... Very much like a by-the-numbers found footage movie. Um, mercifully short, which I feel like most found footage are. That's their strength. And I don't I don't even mean that as like a negative towards the movie. I just mean that so many movies these days are so long, like two yes. to three hours long. So, you know, thank you, found footage, for keeping it brief. Um, but it is very standard narrative setup wise uh feels very much like a willow creek meets blair witch project type setup so that's standard but it's the mythology the cryptid mythology that makes it interesting and then especially when they get to the special effects there is a lot of impressive special effects for this um found footage movie it gets pretty gross that i'm pretty sure ratma had to come into play a little bit influentially 
So yeah, it's one of those by the numbers, then it gets super interesting and uh, really impressively done in that climax, especially that um, I think that alone is worth the price of admission. I am very curious what your take would be being that this is your subgenre of choice. <laughs> so yeah, there's no release date or distribution news that I'm aware of just yet, but obviously we'll, when that changes, I will bring that up. Um, so yeah, that's what I checked out. And then I also revisited uh, Prison, which is not on streaming. I have it on Blu-ray. Uh, it was a Scream Factory release years ago. This was a 1987 movie, um, basically like a ghost prison horror movie where the spirit of a long dead prisoner returns for revenge, haunting the prison's new governor. This is Rennie Harlan's kind of mm. first big American feature overseas, like in America. Uh, it has, uh, it stars Vigo Mortensen and uh, Kane Hodder is like their stunt coordinator. So he is kind of like the big climactic villain. Uh, mm. You wouldn't see him because he's undead. It's just like kind of like a precursor to his Jason Voorhees era. Um, it is really kind of slow as far as the ghost stuff goes, but every time a death happens, it's super gnarly and great. Um, it's just, is a very interesting feature that it's like, it could have, it, it probably could have picked up the pacing a little bit. And I think this would have been way more well-known and well-loved and well-received, um, at the era. Now it's just kind of like a cult gem, um, I really like it, and I watched this because, obviously, it was Friday, not Friday the 13th, jeez Louise, I got J Kane Hodder on the brain, but it was um, TCM weekend, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm -hmm. game released on August 7th, August 18th, which was the 50th anniversary of the fictional crawl opening crawl on August 18th, 1973, Sally Hardesty and her friends, blah, blah, blah. So I had TCM on the brain and Kane Hodder is, uh, he does the mocap for Leatherface in the game mm -hmm. and Viggo Mortensen is in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So I segued instead of doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I watched Prison instead because I like it. That's what I did. That's all that matters. I do yeah. love that aspect of horror where you can be watching a very middle of the road to poor quality horror movie. And then you'll see the kills. You're like, that was awesome. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you rarely do you see a bad movie with bad kills too. Yes. Yeah. So like if you took the kills out, this movie might be a big bore, but the kills are so drawn out and creative and gory. And uh, yeah, it's worth it. Nice. And I, speaking of mercifully short, watched 1987's Dolls, which was available not on Shutter, but AMC Plus, which was Zenith. Oh, I guess they moved it. Uh, yeah, I checked it. Maybe it was just a regional thing. Like, but it, which is strange because AMC Plus is Shutter, so I don't understand why. I, it might also have been I had an issue. Sometimes you ever search on Shutter and you put in the exact title and it mm -hmm. doesn't show you the title. But if you put in like mm -hmm. two letters, Sometimes it will pop up. It's very That's strange. So weird. It, it happens. I don't think to me a I've lot. experienced it yet. It's very weird. Anyway, but I I found it on AMC Plus. The Hartwick's vast collection of dolls is fun to play with and nice to look at, but beneath the painted faces of their lifelike dolls lie murderous creatures with a vengeance for blood. All right, Zena, why this one? Because it's magical, and it's <laughs> one of my favorite Stuart Gordon movies. Mm. It's uh it's very it's a very Tales from the Crypt feel. Like absolutely. Like this is 
not even a, not even a long episode of Tales from the Crypt. This is almost just an episode of Tales from the Crypt. This movie's it's like very short. I think this movie's like seventy minutes. It's pretty short, um, and it's the boy. Do it. Are adults just terrible? <laughs> it, they're the worst, it, except for the uh, the one character whose name I'm forgetting, who I recognize from movies like um, The Negotiator, and I think he was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. He was the nice guy who liked the dolls. Can't remember his name. Yeah. Hyde or something. Oh David. I don't know. Dylan. Daryl. I can keep saying names. None of them are going to be right though. Just no, keep saying names. Ralph. We'll see how Sorry. many you got. Yeah. It's Ralph. Ralph. There we go. I was nowhere you near. Were way I, off. I wouldn't have Dylan, found that. Dylan Ralph. <laughs> it would have taken me longer than watching the movie Dolls to get to Ralph. But Ralph. Uh, I don't know. You're right. It's it's a silly, cute. And still bloody and mm-hmm. kind of upsetting horror movie. I mean, these are terrible adults. The worst level, like the 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 overt physical abuse threats are Rosemary, pretty excessive. <laughs> terrible. Like, even for the eighties. Like, whoa, like like guy like raising his hand to his daughter, no, 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 you'll just end up paying more child support. <laughs> let's not backhand the child because of that like oh you're the worst and then you know you're rooting for him to have horrible things happen to him i was mostly impressed though by the uh by the long jump capabilities of one of the actresses how instead of stepping over dolls (laughs) she makes a choice (laughs) and she launches herself further than i ever could have in a track and field meet Uh, it's it's it is. It's it's silly and cute and cringy and I don't know. I mean, it's it's dolls, right? It's a movie called Dolls about killer dolls. I don't think it is exactly what you think it's going to be. It's and a fairy tale. It is. That's... And actually, that's a great way of putting it. I didn't even think of it mm-hmm. like that. But now when you actually put it in that sort of a context, that totally makes sense. Like it actually feels that way. I, I, I hadn't put that together, but yeah, you must be one of those movie reviewers. I have, I do have an essay on this movie in the Arrow video box set. Oh, do you? Oh, that's yeah, awesome. it's one of my it's one of my favorites. Yeah, Stuart Gordon. He said that um, he conceived it as a fairy tale, and it's like based oh. on uh, kind of like the vein of um, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, totally. So yeah, that, that makes vibe. absolute sense, especially but yeah, especially Hansel and it's Gretel. Still- Kind of makes me sad because we were supposed to have a sequel, but it was canceled. Stuart Gordon, he mm-hmm. did want to have a sequel where um, Ralph is going to marry Judy's mom and they moved to Boston <laughs> and it was going to be so mm-hmm. great. But yeah, it just it never even entered production. Yeah. And then, of course, they received some dolls from Gabriel. Well, Gabriel and Hillary as dolls. Of course. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah, I like I like I love this movie. I mean, it's a childhood favorite, but I. One, as an adult, I like how much torture he puts his wife through because the the stepmother is played by Stuart Gordon's actual wife. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's really funny to see her pop up in his horror movies and usually get some like brutal demise happen to her. So it's like, you know, they had a really healthy relationship that she's like, yeah, honey, I'll come on and I'll play a jerk and you can (laughs) kill my character in really grotesque ways. I love and, what you know. he did. I love what he did to her in From Beyond, 
like yes. nothing for I. Oh, wow. Ah, it's terrible. Oh. Good yeah. times. Toys, toys Good. are loyal, and that's a fact. Oh, also, what did you think about that part where she was like, "Well, is it worth something? Are they antiques?" She called antiques. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, these antiques. <laughs> what? Are they worth it's- something? Are they old? <laughs> antiques yes so bunty bailey like the aha Mm -hmm. music video take on me she was in that and maybe she was yeah she's in spellcaster i love her oh the 80s yeah it's good stuff and then i followed it up with 2022's bones and all which is available on prime a megan pick in a world that cannot abide who they truly are a young woman who is learning how to survive on the margins of society and an intense disenfranchised drifter embark upon a road trip, searching for identity and chasing beauty in a perilous world. All right, Megan, why this one? Because it's so good. That's why it's so good. And you needed it in your life. Just maybe not on an empty stomach. Yes. Yes. That's an accurate statement across the board. Um. I didn't realize this. I didn't realize that Timothy Chalamet had this after Dune. Like, it seemed like such a weird departure to be like, all right, he's Paul Atreides, and now he's a cannibal drifter. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I figured that this would have been like before Dune or whatever, but even though he's only like 25 or 26 years old, um, yeah, this movie's fantastic. It's so good across the board. Like, between the acting and the cinematography, but just like the tone, Mm -hmm. like the way every actor just brings kind of this sense of, um, it's not dread. Like I didn't feel dread watching it. I felt almost like a hopelessness. There's like a coming of age melancholy to it. Yeah. Melancholy. That's it. That's a great word for it. But you know, the movie I couldn't get out of my head thinking about this was Mm -hmm. near dark. A little hmm. bit road trippy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's this weird road trippy cannibal sort of thing, but also learning how to be this new thing and pursued. And like it almost felt to me, I mean, and that's kind of like I watched the trailer beforehand, and that's kind of like what jumped out at me first mm-hmm. was just kind of that feel. But just like they don't shy away from just the visceral, just grotesqueness. Like yeah. the number of times you see a person all basically coated in blood and just being like, I'm good with this. And I think that's yeah. part of it too, is like, it's also the, the personification of their actions. Like these are people doing horrible things and mostly okay with it, but not gleeful about it. At most, yeah. it's just kind of a, there's those brief moments of introspection of what have I become? What are we doing? Who are we doing this to sort of thing? But generally they're not monsters being hunted. You know, they're not really on the run. Hmm. It's just kind of, it's just a wholly unique kind of road trip coming of age movie. It it was, I I don't even like, I, I don't even know how somebody conceives this. And then how do you pitch this movie? Like, this is a crazy ass movie to try and sit down and pitch to an executive. Like you got to get the right ears on this one. I'm sure Suspiria helps. I mean, they, it's the same 
director oh. writer behind the Suspiria remake, so I'm yeah, sure that that helped that out a lot. Helps. I mean, I suppose it's like Gus Van Zant. Like, why would someone get a chance to do a shot for shot remake of Psycho? It's because he made Goodwill Hunting, and they said, "What do you want to do next?" Yeah, so you it, get Timothy Chalamet on board, and that'll help secure mm-hmm. some uh, finances right there too. So, yeah, yeah, everyone. And I can't remember the name, but like one of the Drifters plays is is played by um the same guy who plays. I think is he the same guy who plays Lucky Luciano in Boardwalk Empire? Um, he's one of the guys they, they, who drinks the twenty four pack of beer with him. Oh, you know who uh, the other one is? Who the one that's the human? David Gordon yeah. Green. Oh, that's David Gordon Green. I saw his name in the credits. And I was like, which one was David Gordon Green? He's the human that wants to be an eater. Yeah, the fan or a groupie. Yeah, yeah. This was a, this was a very good, but it's a very brooding movie. Like, it's not like you're gonna. I can't think of a time where I was like, I'm, I'm happy watching this. Like, I wasn't yeah, sad no. watching it, but this isn't one where I'm like, I'm. I'm in a good mood. What should I turn on? It's, <laughs> it's very not going to be this. existential, yeah. Very, but it's also it's pretty amazing. Just the boundaries that it plays with across the board, and it's just like wow, they just went for this, like pretty much right out the gate. So yeah, no, this is fantastic. I think I'd heard of it, but I didn't know anything about it. So this was a very happy find for me. Yay! So, Yay! All right, enough of my rambling. How about you, Zena? So I checked out uh, the thriller mystery series Harlan Coben's Shelter. It's available on Amazon. Um, it just premiered this past Friday. So the first uh, three episodes are available. Mickey lives with a sorry. Mickey lives with a mother in rehab and a dead father, an annoying aunt, and a new school in New Jersey. When a creepy old woman tells him that his father isn't dead, Mickey thinks he's losing his mind. So this is based on a um, one of Harlan Coben's novels from 2011. And so, you know, he's known, well, Harlan Coben is known for like, you know, the crime fictions, you know, movies and stuff like that. And plus a lot of his movies, there's like over 30 of his novels over 30 of his novels, they already been transferred to screen already, which is pretty awesome. Good grief. Yeah. yeah. Busy. So, busy. So busy. But this is his first time working with um, Amazon. So woohoo. But yeah, so when <laughs> I started watching this one, um, I don't remember seeing any advertisement for it. So I just, you know, checked it out over this weekend and I binged the heck out of it and had a really good time. So, yeah. So basically uh, we follow the story of this teen named Mickey Voltaire and yeah, like things are just going terrible for him. His father, like the sudden death of his father right in front of him. And that happens right in the beginning of the series. And I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty brutal, you know, very bloody. His mother's still alive, but she is very depressed. So she's in the hospital. And it's been four months since he's since his father's death and since he's seen his mother. So he's in this whole new town with an aunt where, you know, it's not that they don't get along, but, you know, we all have those family members where it's just you don't really have that relationship with them. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, yeah, um, on the first day of school, you you would think, oh, there's going to be some teen drama. There is, but there's more crime and mystery. And, yeah, he meets this other student named Ashley. She's new as well. They hit it off. They get along. You know, like, oh, yeah, they could be booze. But then she disappears. And no one's taking it serious. Like, at all. Like, oh, she's fine. She just transferred. And it's just like, what? So he quickly finds himself just tangled up in this 
town mystery. Then, then he finds out that there was another kid that went missing and no one really thought anything about, like, it's just a thing that happens. And then Mm -hmm. he runs into the town's boogie woman who tells him that his father is still alive. And so, you know, that was very triggering for him. And so from there, it leads to all sorts of craziness. Like, I don't even want to tell you because that's like a spoiler. But yeah, I kind of, I just love the vibe of this one. It has like a Scooby-Doo, Veronica Mars mystery going on. Um, I will say this um, to the people who always say, oh, this this sounds like Stranger Things. Well, you can go to hell, okay? Because this movie is, this show is nothing like that. Like, and I know you guys heard that before. Every single time there's a teen series where there's kids and there's a dark secret, there may be some supernatural stuff going on. Ah, they're trying to be like Stranger Things. How? For being teens? Let them live. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's got feels about this yeah i I do i really do seriously it 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 is very much it reminded me of like an adult kind of teen version of scooby-doo with veronica mars but then also there's a goonies thing going on because some of the stuff that's going on in the town people are acting like it it doesn't exist so but yeah Uh, so far i'm just having a really good time with it and i'm sorry i told some people to go to hell i didn't mean it i'm sorry it was i'm hungry it was you told the right people to go to hell that's fine (laughs) okay not everything is stranger things and stranger things is based off of so much other stuff so Mm -hmm. you know who's on first it's so crazy because there was another show that i watched Maybe it was, was it the the paper girls, paper something girls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were saying they're trying to be like, what? Yes, because for being little girls, like, it, yeah. It's, it's this really weird thing that happens now where people discover something for the first time. So they think no one else has seen it before and it never existed before. Yeah. It's like when Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone had that song together. And all these Gen Zers came out saying that Ozzy Osbourne should thank Post Malone for giving him a shout out and like giving him a chance to, or some like popularity. Like you'd never heard of Ozzy Osbourne. Whoa. Like, take a second to Google. It's right on your phone in your hand right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it happens all the time. People discover things and believe they're the first to have ever seen or heard or read. Ooh. It's really that weird. Hurt. It is, it is. But yeah, I just been hearing more. I'm sorry, but okay, I'm I'm back now. I'll control my hunger. Then the next thing I checked out, I watched like the psychological cheesy slasher Pinocchio's Revenge from 1996 on DVD. A suburban defense lawyer mistakenly gives her troubled daughter Zoe a wooden puppet belonging to a deceased serial killer. Like, how did that happen, huh? Well, it does <laughs> uh, the toy- all <laughs> the, the time. Toy- that's ridiculous. The toy fills the void of friendship in Zoe's life, but Zoe begins acting increasingly strange and violent. So I used to watch this one a lot when I was a kid. And, you know, I always owned it on DVD for a while. And I just always just have a good time with it. It's the same director who um, he directed uh, Night of the Demons, The Cellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Kevin S. Tinney. Yeah, so it's just, you know, one of my favorites, and I haven't watched it in a while, and I need a little bit of razzle-dazzle. But yeah, if you like um, 90s, you know, cheese, I think that you'll enjoy this one. It does have a cool storyline because, you know, this woman, she's working, she was working with this serial killer, and so they gave her this Pinocchio doll, but it just so happens that somehow there's some weird stuff going on with the doll. And the little girl, she's having some issues, like, I don't want to say like adjusting, but there was like a lot mm-hmm. of changes that she was going on. Like she's just like a little girl. Maybe she's just like 11 or so. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, if you like a little bit of cheese, I recommend this one. I will say this though, because it's been a, like a really good while since I watched it. The ending, and I won't spoil it, even though you know it, it's older. Obviously, the ending now, when I think about it, it's kind of messed up. Like when you really just sit back and think, like, okay. That was a child, but yeah. So if you uh, if you're interested, you can check it out. I think that it's it's not streaming, but someone did upload it to YouTube. So mm-hmm. I don't know how long it'll be up there. If you want to have a little sneak, or don't don't tell them I sent you. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> don't comment with that. Don't say that. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, what did we watch, and how did we watch it? I watched uh, Frogman at Popcorn Frights and Prison on Blu-ray. I watched 1987's Dolls on AMC Plus, and I watched Bones and All on Prime. I checked out Harlan Coben's Shelter and also Pinocchio's Revenge on DVD. All right. Do we have homework for me? Yeah. No readers? Well, why not? Readers are fun. <laughs> readers can be fun it's just generally speaking i watch them during the day while i'm working and it's I really know. hard for me to do both okay um, you don't have to but yell. i mean you know it's fine we'll get back to it in like november we can get back to it okay uh megan you're up first pretty sure you've seen this but i just want to make sure you've seen dead and buried oh, the crap, 1981 no i have not seen it Okay, then we're that's a blind spot we're filling for you. That's on Shutter. Evidently, yeah. Oh, let's let's go for it. Yeah, fill my blind spots. That sounded let's weird. Let's do it. <laughs> um, do you want something older or new? Oh, um, I want your favorite of the two. Okay, have you seen just to keep the dead thing going? Have you seen mm. Dead Heat? It is a scene of favorite. Treat Williams is in it. Vincent uh, Price no, makes an appearance. I have never, I have never actually seen Dead Heat, but the number of times I have seen the movie art with him and Joe Piscopo is crazy. That I've never actually clicked on it. Okay, did this was in that weird time where Joe Piscopo was such a big deal, and then he was just gone. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Dead Heat. What was it on? It's on Tubi, it's on the Roku channel, it's on Plex, it's on Amazon, so you have your choice. Is it on and Awesome? <laughs> it's not on there. On Falsum, I checked. and Awesome. I'll get and Awesome. For now on Tubi. Or for, for now, not from now on Tubi, just for now. There's so many options. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's Heifer Megan brings up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Get ready to meet Winston Goose. I'm just very obsessed with saying Winston Goose. It just rolls Jeez. off the tongue. Winston Goose uh, in the Toxic Avenger remake, which is going to have its world premiere at this year's Fantastic Fest in Austin next month from September 21st to 28th. No release date just yet, but I'm sure that will follow. Uh, a horrible toxic accident transforms downtrodden janitor Winston Goose into a new evolution of hero, the Toxic Avenger. That's what Fantastic Fest wrote about writer-director Megan Blair's uh, fresh take on the trauma classic. Um, The first image debuted last week teases the new Toxie, appropriately named Winston Goose. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, but a lot. (laughs) Um, Played by Peter 
Dinklage from That's Game crazy. of Thrones. So he's going to be the new Toxic Avenger. Uh, there's no release date, obviously, but I'm sure that will follow soon enough. Um, the 1984 original film revolved around a nerdy janitor, Melvin Ferd Junko III, and his unwitting transformation into the Toxic Sludge hero. It's pretty clear based on this image and Macon Blair's involvement um, and Phil Tippett, uh, the mastermind behind Mad God, his studio is doing the special effects. Ooh. It's it's clear that it's not going to be the same trauma yeah. movie that we we were familiar with. It also will have um, Elijah Wood, Kevin Bacon, Jacob Tremblay in the cast. Wow. Um Blair's take on the Toxic Avenger has been rated R for violence and gore, aiming to please hardcore fans of the wacky trauma franchise. He previously said uh, the guiding principle was that the story could exist on its own terms, but in spirit would feel connected to the original. So it's kind of more of a spiritual remake. But I really, really like Macon Blair a lot. Um, he previously directed um, I Don't Feel at Home at the in This World Anymore. Um mm-hmm which is not horror, but it's kind of genre-y. Yeah. It's good. Um, but you obviously know him from Green Room, Blue Ruin, Murder mm. Party. Uh, he's an incredible actor. He was he was really good. And I, I don't know if either of you watched the Swamp Thing TV show that was uh, produced by James Wan. Yeah, I'm so sad that it was on that streaming service that went nowhere oh. and bolded because mm. that show was really good. Uh, he was in it in the, as a like minor character that was clearly set to become a much larger character, but it was very mm-hmm. horror-ish. So there's some overlap there. I won't be too mad at it. But anyways, because of his involvement, I'm very excited for this remake. Otherwise, I'd be like, I don't know. What do, what do we, why does the Toxic Avenger need a remake? Because Megan Blair said so, and I'm in. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, last week also brought a first look at Monarch Legacy of Monsters. It is the upcoming, um, MonsterVerse slash Godzilla series that's coming to Apple TV plus, uh, it's going to center on Godzilla and the other Titans. The highly anticipated sci-fi drama series will include 10 episodes, uh, which Apple TV plus promises they're coming soon. No release date just yet, but being that we're edging closer to October, I'm gonna guess it's probably a Halloween season type show. Following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking revelation that monsters are real, well, duh, uh, <laughs> Monarch Legacy of Monsters tracks two siblings following in their father's footsteps to uncover their family's connection to the secretive organization known as Monarch. Clues lead them down uh, into a world of monsters and ultimately down a rabbit hole to Army Officer Lee Shaw, who is going to be played by Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell. Uh, taking place in the 50s and half a century later. So to untangle that, the father and son actors are playing the same character two separate points in time in the storyline. So one in the 1950s and another half century later where Monarch is threatened by what Shaw knows. The dramatic saga spanning three generations reveals buried secrets in the way that epic earth-shattering events can reverberate through our lives. Dun, dun, dun. So obviously I know that Godzilla and the monsters are the draw, but I'm just so into a Godzilla show with Wyatt and Russ, like Wyatt and Kurt Russell together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down yeah. for that for sure. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe the thing we've all been waiting for, or maybe just me, <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, even though I 
literally asked for it. And then two days later, this happened. But um, due to the ongoing WGA and SAG strikes, uh, wasn't clear if Chucky season three would be premiering this Halloween season, as has quickly become tradition over the past two seasons. Um, but we got good news. As an official announcement video unveiled, um, or yeah, they debuted it last week, but it's now official. Chucky season three is coming this Halloween Halloween season. It's gonna, I know, it's gonna premiere on October fourth. It's gonna be uh, nine p.m. October fourth on Sci Fi in USA, and then season three episodes will be available the next day on three on three on Peacock three 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 season three <laughs> three different streaming services it's not enough that this doll uh, cannot be contained to just one channel it's two channels and then peacock the following day nice. so peacock also has seasons one and two if you want to catch up and why don't you because it's super fun um and if you watch the video which you should because it looks like a presidential press conference with the killer good guy taking uh questions from press to murderous results so maybe chucky might be setting his sights on dc i don't know but if you watch that video uh there's a phone number which i'll drop here to spare you if you don't want to watch but it's uh 201 or two two oh what does that sound right two zero two zero one five zero zero three three four seven so two zero one five zero zero three three four seven you can text chucky for reminders and updates at your own risk. I did do this. And Me it, too. it is very, it is very, did you get like, he's, he's a feisty, he's he a feisty is. little fellow. So yeah, that's why I throw it out there because it's fun. Anyways. Yeah. So there you go. I thought it was fun that, uh, Warner brothers CEO, David Zaslav got, ch- or, uh, was at that commencement for Boston university and the students started chanting, pay your writers. I thought that was amazing. It's like, dude, come on. You're going to show up in public and tell these people who are about to graduate what to expect in the business world. Yeah. They (laughs) want to get paid. Yeah. They want to get paid, man. Pay your writers and your actors. Just give them money. Just, just livable wages. It's all we're asking. Just livable wages. It's all they're asking. I know it's tough. All right, listeners, your turn. What would you do if Macon Blair asked you to? Why do monsters and kaijus hate San Francisco so much? Is it the cost of living? Yes. You can call or text us yeah. at 224-475-1040. Numbers also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Delicious sourdough bread, though. Finally, Xena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options. And clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, what should we be watching? So, um, Screenbox is available. So, just saying that now, okay? As well, you're as very latest. toned down. You already yelled at him once. Don't, yes, don't I'm sorry. I feel really bad. I I apologize for yelling again. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm just hungry. Okay, that's why they tune in. But watch subject on Screenbox or you know yeah. eat a snack. Thank you. Yeah. So first up on Friday the 25th, we have Killer Book Club. This will be available on Netflix. Eight horror-loving friends fight for their lives when a killer clown who seems to know the grim seems to know their grim secrets they share begin to pick them off one by one. Then we also have That's a Rap. This will be available on VOD. A mysterious villain from a new horror film appears at the cast rap party and begins to stage their own kill scenes. One by one, the cast disappears until the true nature of the evening is revealed. Do, do, do. Mm. And we also have The Dive. Two sisters go diving at a beautiful remote location. One of the sisters is struck by a rock, leaving her trapped 28 meters below. With dangerously low levels of oxygen and cold temperatures, it is up to the other sister. It was up to the sister to fight for her life. I'm stressed out. 
by that movie, just reading the synopsis. Like, I recently rewatched Fall for some reason, and I just wanted to die. Oh. So it's just like I don't, I don't know if I can handle this at the moment, you know. So just saying That's that. Fair. Then we have on Tuesday the 29th, this is an Argentinian supernatural horror, Don't Come Back Alive. This will be available on VOD and DVD. Camilla is a young member of an elite police unit during an operation in a dangerous area. She turns up in the middle of a ritual in which their members burn themselves to death. She suffers severe burns all over her body and goes into a coma. After her long recovery, you know, with her friend by her side, as well as her partner slash ex-boyfriend, they start to notice that. Camilla is acting strange, distant, and emotionless. Like, clearly, we know what's going on there. I'm going to watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have The Boogeyman. So if you miss this one in theaters, you'll be able to check it out. This will be available on Premium VOD. Still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl, and her younger sister find themselves played by a sadistic presence in their house and struggles to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel on the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgustings on TikTok at BDisgusting. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody disgusting.